Hi, and thank you for listening to this episode of Media Mystic. I'm your host, Kristen Harlow. Today, I sit down again with fourth-generation starseed medium Joseph Bram to discuss the existence of evil, the power of feeling, and the overriding source of love that runs us all. It is a beautiful, powerful conversation, and I really hope you enjoy. Joseph, I'm. Oh, sorry. We'll have to do that again. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't. Sounds good. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, thank you. I'm so glad that you um, sat down with me again because um, the last time we talked, we left off with a question, right? We left off with a question: What is evil? <laughs> <laughs> which it's uh it's the the word is kind of not ideal but i i really can't think of any other word that works for the question so i'm going to continue using that word <laughs> and then hopefully it doesn't um create too much uh division in that it has such a moral um aspect to it which kind of turns a lot of people off but anyway so just to refresh a little bit um you had asked me the last time we talked about uh, my thoughts on the coming Christ consciousness, right? And um, basically what I shared is that I feel that all um, beings, all sentient beings are on the path to that ascended master consciousness, meaning living fully in love, compassion, um, perhaps miraculous abilities, um, and with absolute uh, purity of intention, right? And I think we're all headed in that direction. And um, I think that given the mathematical um, uh, likelihood that every possibility and every outcome is, is likely to happen, uh, it's also likely then that all of us at some point in the future will reach that ascended master consciousness at the same time. And when that happens, it may result in some kind of planetary ascension. And I, I asked the question about evil because I wonder in, in thinking about this possibility, whether throughout our subsequent lifetimes, as we reach that ascended master consciousness, if we are asked to face down an and an evil really is the is the best word. That strain of behavior that seems to run through the history of humanity from the very beginning of time, right? And some people might say that we're chimps and that this is natural behavior for us. But as someone who has had encounters with what I would call an entity of evil, which I'd be glad to share at you know some point today or another time, I I don't know if it's um just a natural inborn quality. I don't know if it's the reflection of the pain of the collective unconscious. I wonder if it actually is an entity that needs to be transmuted 
and and that that will actually happen during that ascended master consciousness raising moment that we'll all reach at the same time. So the real question is, who is that adversary, and what what do you think? What what do you think evil is? Ooh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ooh. No right so, or wrong here. <laughs> I I think. Uh... This is probably one of the most loaded questions we could ask each other as human beings. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. Because it involves, it so intimately involves our truth. One thing I want to do is I want to continue using the terms that you were using, but I also want to add a few mm -hmm. that help me make sense of, as you, as you were mentioning the mathematic aspect of it, it's always interesting to me the way that we can look at the things that just seem very, um, when I say spiritual, I mean, as I was mentioning in a past conversation we had that I'm a very feeling person. Mm -hmm. So I don't tend to go towards science and math as much. Mm -hmm. I've, I've trusted feelings as my way of navigating life. And I'm quite content with the way it's led me to having healthier relationships with others because I think I can turn all of those things into mathematical equations but for some reason it seems that there's something inherent in this human experience this human experience sorry I'm still a little foggy from COVID but I think that we are here I don't want to put this on everyone but I think it's feeling is such an important part of our human experience mm -hmm. so oftentimes we can turn everything into an equation and just look at everything through math and like solfeggio and all these different um, ways that people have kind of unlocked certain mysteries about the universe but feeling to me transcends that so why I'm bringing this up is because it's important to this may sound crazy but it's important to feel bad sometimes <laughs> And we, we hate to feel bad <laughs> as a general statement, like maybe some people like to feel bad, but I think for the most part, the things we do in life are to avoid feeling bad, avoid feeling pain, avoid feeling embarrassment. These, this, this whole category of like emotions, but I would call it all pain too. I would call embarrassment, anger, uh, shame, um, fear, all of it. I would call it pain. And with that, I'll ask this, I'll ask you this. Could you have grown into the person that you are today without those experiences? Absolutely not. I, I, I think that the existence of pain may even be a part of the reason why we came here. We, we may be here to transmute that pain. All of the pain that I experience is what opens me up. It's what makes me, brings me closer to God, to the great spirit. It's what brings me closer to myself. It's, it's what um, brings me wisdom, obviously. So yes, I definitely could not have, I couldn't be where I am or who I am without the pain that I experienced number one, because of who it, it's made me, but also because <laughs> it's not going to be avoided. It's there. So if it weren't right, for the pain, true. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> you know. And pain you know what? Pain. That's so true. You can't avoid it either way. 
Yeah, it's so, there. <laughs> so we were speaking about this in our last conversation as far as how we deliver messages. And I want to clarify just because I was saying there were the four Ds we tend to. I was saying that we don't talk about them, but that's not exactly true. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. So I just want to add that into, um, like say we're talking about debt, diagnosis, um, divorce, like whatever those four were, they're still there. But what I mean is- And death is the last one, right? Death as well, right. Right. So I think, again, it's it's these things will come up in readings. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because we were laughing about the fact that how could you not bring them up when they're the most inevitable parts of life, right? And yet you're not allowed to. Right. <laughs> so, or just at least not in the most, like, not in a very blunt way. You have to be very yeah. careful, right? Right. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I mentioned that I just got over COVID, right? Mm -hmm. I had it for... I got it really bad. Some people mm. just get it kind of, they get it. It brings them down a little. It took me all the way down. It was a full beat down. Mm. And the reason why I want to bring that up is because as I was saying with messages, sometimes they are heavier to deliver, but sometimes they don't have to be. They can be bright and positive and uplifting. Well, I think COVID has been like that for me. I really want to speak about this experience because it's, it's taught me so much. It was awful in certain ways, but it was also, it's what allowed me to really connect with how much love there is around me. Even in our circle, <clears throat> you guys had a healing circle for me. You sent me healing energy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or my sisters and my mother and my, my dad, like just bringing me fruits and checking on me like COVID allowed that it allowed me to take time out of the momentum of life that was going on before that, where all I saw was like, um, I want to be productive. I want progress. I would not have been thinking about those things if this did not happen. So I'm saying that there are bright things and dark things about life that are all part of life. And sometimes it really comes down to our own taking a moment to see how beautiful some of the bad things are. And that's just what I want to bring up about COVID. But we're also like, I want to apply this to the whole idea of evil as well. So the words I wanted to introduce were negative polarity and positive polarity. Mm -hmm. Why I say that is because something like COVID is, I would say, parasitic in nature. It survives on a host. There are a lot of things in creation that cannot survive without a host. And that could be as broad as human beings existing on the planet, but that, but we mostly think about that when it comes to like a disease or a virus living in a human being, for example, right? So I think we don't entirely understand the mystery of the creator. We don't understand everything about the creator with our human mind, at least we try to, but it's more glorious and mysterious than that still. 
So when we talk about these dual things of evil versus good, or if there is an adversary versus the one who is purely good and the one who is like the source of bad, I'm trying to find more grace for everything that exists and remind myself that the creator is a bigger mystery than I understand. So for whatever reason evil exists, at this point in my experience, I feel like it is because it's simply the way things are, that some things are negative polarity and some are positive polarity. We ourselves move in and out of negative and positive polarity. Our survival, for example, COVID is very relevant for me right now. So PCR tests, COVID tests, how many of those are in landfills? Mm. How many masks are in landfills? Mm -hmm. Were they necessary for us during this time? Like, could we have gotten through this last period of the pandemic without the tools that we needed? Those are all in landfills. Those are like, that's thick plastic, those, those tests, right? But so what does that say about us? That's my question, right? Right. Although it's, I, I become um, biased when that comes up because I have a very close relative who is sick or was sick with cancer and has a, um, a, an, you know, a low efficiency immune system. And so wearing masks is very important for that person. Mm -hmm. And the fact that others don't uh, is very hurtful to that person because it, it feels um, like the well-being of others is being ignored. And, you know, what can it hurt really? So I, I have a hard time, even though I understand your point, I'd prefer to turn it into water bottles. <laughs> but I know okay, that's great. not your point. That's not your point, though. So I'm not asking <clears throat> you to turn it into water bottles. But I will throw out there that why is anybody drinking from anything but the tap? <laughs> right. But let's <laughs> but keep going. So I do understand your point, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, no, no, for sure. But but what where I was going with that is more that we needed that. We still need that. Does that make us evil? I don't think so. I see. So what, what I'm trying to say is that certain things that we have to do as human beings fall into the category of negative polarity action. But I wouldn't say that we're evil for doing so. We need mm -hmm. to survive. And we could extend this conversation to eating certain things, our diets, mm -hmm. like for example, even putting a house on land, there was a natural ecosystem here before that we altered, right? Mm -hmm. So what, I what I'm really trying to say is that we call things evil, but we overlook the need of certain things to survive. They may be different than us. And so what I was saying with like the PCR test, we needed to do that. We didn't really have a choice. That's how we got through this last period of like whatever we went through. So I just want to be a little more, I don't think tolerant is the word, but I want to give a little more, um, I want to humble myself a little bit 
that mm-hmm. I don't understand everything. So the things that we call evil, you know what? Let's take let's take another example. So for example, I live in Toronto. We do a land acknowledgement before we have official government events. So we acknowledge the treaties about the area, the Indo- like the tribes of this area. But when you take that a bit further, we talk about truth and reconciliation, but we live in a capitalist society. So the thing is that we still occupy the land because the land is the means of production. So our economic arrangement cannot exactly support the truth and reconciliation we want to move into because that's the way we're, this is such a difficult, this is one of probably the most difficult conversations we're going to have, I think. Just just to go back to the negative and positive polarity idea, I, I love that. And But what I do think also is that perhaps it's another example of a word being abused, you know, like people call, um, I'll say to you, you're a genius for, you know, uh, making the right. best brownies I've ever right. eaten. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I get your point, but you know, you're not a genius, right? right. And it's it's the same thing. It's it's the idea of of evil being applied to all things, you know. That the evil I'm talking about is the majors. <laughs> I mean, the the behaviors that are just so repugnant so disgusting that you and I will sit here and say to one another, I would never do that. Now, of course, where the humility comes in is you don't know what you would do in certain circumstances. You have no idea, but there are certain things I can say I won't do. Do you know what I mean? There just are. Um, and, and I can know that for certain in, you know, if someone was holding a gun to my head, well, I, I can't say because that's a circumstance where I've never been in it, so I don't know what I would do. But right now, sitting here with you, I, I say that, yes, I would allow someone to take my life rather than do some of the things that I'm referring to. So right. that evil is what I'm talking about, that the thing that drives um, behaviors that are electric almost and their need to be expressed. You know, like, have you have you ever have you ever had an encounter with a spiritual being that you would define as as shadow dark evil oh (laughs) when i was a kid when i was a child i had a lot of those experiences and that's actually why i decided to i call myself more an intuitive than a medium but like medium as a working term that's why i decided to pursue mediumship because it was it's that bump under the carpet. You just sweep it under the carpet and it's, it's, it's there. It's going to be a problem. So I said, I made a decision. I said, you know what? I have to learn how to work with this. And one thing for me, I think, talking about those types of individuals. The types who do these things, you mean? The types that exist to... I just think it's all connected because I want to use certain terms as well. Louche, like louche, um, adrenochrome, right? What's louche? So louche is, some people would say, is negative entities create fear and they feed off of fear. 
So that fear energy is a loosh. Okay. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Maybe I'm. How do you spell it? From my understanding, L-O-O-S-H would be okay. closest thing. So <clears throat> it's like I was saying about parasitic beings. There, there are beings that create fear, create anger, create hostility because they feed off of it. The planet itself, we're really getting into some stuff here. Oof. Okay, so the planet itself mm. is moving up in frequency. It's moving up into a more, again, we use these words in a very simple way, but positive vibration. It's moving into a higher vibration. There are entities on this planet that are going to lose their food source mm-hmm. as we continue to move up because they fed off of us for so long, right? So I'm trying to tippy-toe around, around this. What are you tippy-toeing around? Around what, what I really used to get into. I used to go I head see. into the yeah. darkness. Mm-hmm. I used to try, I used to want to understand it directly. I want to understand who was doing this th- these things to humanity. I want to know how they were doing it. I wanted to understand what was going on behind the scenes. <clears throat> then I started doing readings and I realized I had to keep myself in a certain vibration in order to primarily be connected to a certain vibration of spirit. If I am open and I've been paying attention to a lot of low vibrational things, that's what I attract to myself. That's just the way I work. Mm -hmm. So I started moving up and away from those types of things because there is no shortage of those types of things to study, right? Mm -hmm. I have to make a decision almost every day where I want to go with my consciousness. I want to think about alchemy. I want to think about transmuting a lot of things. Exactly. And, and that's why I mentioned the, the, the science side of it. Not that it's (laughs) an an actual science would say you're not talking about science here, by the way, (laughs) Neil deGrasse Tyson would (laughs) throw my computer through the window, but, but not, but, but, I, I wonder if that strain of evil, mm-hmm. that thing, that energy, that entity, that almost like electric-like thing is mm-hmm. actually some kind of um, chemical or um, molecule that we don't understand that it is actually our job to transmute. And feeling, I wonder, is the way that it's transmuted. Feeling and then acting out of love rather than acting out of blame and judgment and fear. Right. So that's the, that's why, that's why I, oh, another reason why I like to bring science into it, uh, not science, but you know, the metaphysical science into it, because I think it helps to uh, do exactly what you're talking about. That's powerful. And I appreciate you bringing that up because I didn't think about it that way. So what I would add to that mix from the, what's important to me is the law of attraction. And I think, I don't know when science and the law of attraction will kind of marry each other but the law of attraction to me is so important because if i believe that something finite is becoming of shorter supply then that puts me in competition with everyone else so for example when a student leaves school immediately and goes right to university 
I ideally think that if you would approach a university at a later age, you would bring more experience to your studies. But it's become a thing where, at least in Toronto, you need to have a degree if you want to compete for a job, right? So the reason why I'm bringing that up is because in the law of attraction, in our natural ability to create and co-create, we start to approach these things in a different way where <clears throat> we don't need to act this way towards each other. I feel like right now humanity is really in a race to the bottom for resources. And this is connected to the idea of evil. Are there beings in this world that do wicked things? Yes, I think so. I think there are beings that like, for example, why do we call alcohol spirits? Mm. Right? So going to a bar, like, you know, I'm not, uh, I hold love for everyone. But the idea is that like, there are whatever addictions and cravings you have, there are spirits out there that can attach to you. Disincarnate mm -hmm. beings who had those addictions in life, still looking for human beings that have those addictions in life to, to attach to them, right? So where was I going with the law of attraction is that when we start to create in order to fill these inner voids and to stop thinking that we need to be um, at war with each other for disappearing resources, that's part of how we're going to change the way that we learn to love and appreciate each other because we start to understand that there is more than enough for everyone. And those beings kind of get starved out in the process mm -hmm. because they no longer have hostile, mm -hmm. angry people to latch where do you to. Where do you think the hostility and the anger resides? What, what, do you, what do you think it's about? Where is it? So why I brought up COVID and the positive side of COVID is because I experienced the purification in my body. That amount of pain, the heat from the fever, I, I really believe that it, it had an effect on my chakras as far as clearing off certain things I was carrying. When I reconnected with certain things that would trigger my lust, started feeling it in the stomach area, like a physiological response to an energetic situation, where it attached to in my body, immediately kind of let me know that that energy, that lustful energy was somewhere in my body. And I kind of was able to identify it, but because it was there before, I couldn't tell the difference. So now my body had a new sensitivity to see where that energy sat. So when you ask about where that hostility and anger is, I'm not going to say that I know, but it makes the most sense to me that it would be in the heart because mm -hmm. love is also in the heart. Mm -hmm. So I think so too. I, I think it um, also though is a, all of it, which I would put under the umbrella term of pain is residing in the body because as of now, we're learning. There are more and more teachers who are 
reminding us and teaching us to feel and breathe and be and remove blame and judgment from the feeling and just be in it, allow it to be processed and then integrated into your energy field so that you grow and become more whole. And, and that process, I think, is what's bringing us to the ascension of the planet. And, and I think that's what's transmuting uh, any of this, you know, evil or negative energy that exists out there. But, but I think that right now, because we are so, um, we're, we're, we're expected not to feel in most, um, parts right. of society in some in in spiritual circles that's not the case people who pursue spirit in any form be it plant medicine or um mediumship or w- whatever it is tend to be aware of this no no one needs to tell them that feeling is is the point although some people i think still live in that spiritual bypassing place where it's like be happy don't feel don't just put that away and you know feel the love be in the love which of course is important but we can't be in the love without being in the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And the truth is what's happening in the moment. And so I feel that that anger and hostility resides inside the the cells, inside the DNA, because it hasn't been expressed in its lifetimes of hanging on to that pain and that that pain, that umbrella term, pain being shame, sadness, anger, fear, all of it, embarrassment. Um, mm-hmm. And the way it's expressed is through attack because it's the only way we know to express it, blame and mm. attack, rather than being with that feeling of loneliness that is so deep that you feel you'll never swim out from the bottom of it. Actually being in it and accepting that, in fact, this may be the way I am for the rest of my life. And if it is, it is. And that's usually what allows that loneliness to then rise to the surface, join the energy field and free you. Mm. You know, I my twin sister always says, "Hurt people, hurt people." Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> so I w- I would ask you then. I would say, you know, one time you were saying in our one of our previous conversations that part of your path is to learn to sort of forgive, even mm-hmm. the least forgivable. Mm-hmm. And you're mentioning the least of us. Some people probably don't even understand that forgiveness is possible. Like not only being forgiven for certain things, but also forgiving others. When we bring forgiveness into that, I think there are certain beings that simply don't understand. It's like now I'm starting to think about forgiveness in a mathematical way. Like the the mass of energy that exists in what is unforgiven. Like mm-hmm. if you could see that as energy, how much how much of that is on the planet? How what's the weight of that, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, for, forgiveness is of course another loaded word, and I think to to me, I think forgiveness is the willingness to accept that the behavior of another is not in their control Mm. and that what, what they've done while perhaps heinous or painful to you personally, whatever it may be, it still is not in their control. And that's, what's hard for people to accept. And I understand that. I think we're going to get to a point where we do accept it. And when we're at that point, those behaviors won't be happening anymore. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? For sure. But, but for, for now, I mean, 
the things that people do, if they could do better, they would. It's just a fact. And I say that to some people a lot and they're often like, no, they can do better. They can do better. <laughs> and it's, it's like, well, I don't think so because if they knew the pain that they had caused and the feelings that they had, that had been elicited by their behavior, because by the way, I, I don't think that feeling is put into you. I think feeling is that old pain that we're all carrying that is poked when somebody behaves a certain way. So actually we could be grateful to them for allowing us to see the piece of ourselves that needs healing. But um, if they knew the the feelings that were elicited, if they knew the negative energy surrounding them based on their behavior, they wouldn't do it. They They can't see it. All we, all anyone, and I mean anyone, I think, in my opinion, all anyone wants is to be loved. It's just that unfortunately, a lot of people have a skewed version of how to get love. And that I think is driven by the pain that we carry. But to, to know that, um, for instance, somebody who has hurt me in the past may have elicited these feelings, but also couldn't do anything else. It, it wasn't a choice. It was mm -hmm. the only option that they had in that moment. And it may be heinous, but that's, I think, forgiveness. That's recognizing that everyone's doing their best. And it doesn't take away the, the action, of course, but it allows me to go within, feel the feelings and not, not remain with the story of blame. Even though there may be blame there, I don't need to remain with the story because I understand that the story isn't the point, you know, that their actions were their actions because they had to be. And now my job is to feel. Hmm. That's profound. You know, who this really brings to mind. It makes me think about um, Mother Mary sitting mm. there after everything unfolded. Mm. How must she have felt? Mm. Oh, I just, I get chills thinking about like her, her son nailed to a cross. Even him saying like, why have you forsaken me? But forgiving us and loving us, you know, Forgiving the very people supposedly who are doing it to him in the moment. You know, it's like you and I were talking the other day about how I had had an exchange with a, <laughs> yeah, right. a customer service representative that wasn't pleasant. And it was all driven by me. I acted like a jackass. And um, I, I, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I learned that day I needed to make a couple of changes because if I have this belief about my path to ascension, our, our, our path to Christ consciousness, <laughs> how can I think that I would be able to be forgiving you know, in the situation that, for instance, Yeshua was in or Buddha was in, if I can't even be pleasant <laughs> on a phone conversation where my blood sugar is low? You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so you you identified low blood sugar. People are carrying so much we are carrying so much all the all the microaggressions that we just smile off that we go we go through a day and it's like there's this uh this thing i once saw on facebook so it's like a man is in the office with his boss the boss is yelling at the man then it's like four squares and then in each image it's like i don't remember what the west the rest was exactly but the man is yelling at his wife the wife the mother is yelling at the son. Mm. 
the son is yelling at the cat, right? <laughs> so it's just passing it down, right? And it's interesting the way you can also pay forward positivity and love in the opposite direction, where it's like one person holds the door for the other, that person goes on to, you know, smile at someone else. But what I'm saying is that people are carrying so much. And that's a large part of the reason why people have these outbursts and reactions in the way they treat people is because they're carrying so much. Mm -hmm. Again, hurt people, hurt people. And it really takes, you know, I think there are blessed individuals on the planet who have a larger capacity for forgiveness. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say they're the only ones, but I think that they come here purposely to create a certain shift by tapping into, um, tapping into some sort of natural uh, inclination to be more forgiving or more loving to take on the things like the way that Yeshua took on what he took on. I think there are certain individuals I've seen in my life who were more resilient to the hurt. And again, not to spiritually bypass, but they were able to feel not only the things they've been through, but even what the planet is transmuting through them as like a reverse conduit of sending all of this hurt energy back up to source. And those people, if we call them Bodhisattva or Arihant or saints, just calling them saints, they are the ones who are kind of like, they're a step ahead in Christ consciousness, I would say. When they come to the planet, it's so that they can help us dig into this well of dense energy and hold it, transmute it, and help us to sort of follow their example of saying, hey, you know what? If that person could have forgiven me, then maybe I should try a little harder to forgive, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of acknowledge those individuals who are here amongst us at this moment. If there are individuals who are causing more conflict and instigating more problems, there are also those here who are doing saintly work. I once, I'm a trans channeler. So when I move my consciousness, I am able to bring forward messages with like, I would say the reason I've been explained why is because sometimes certain things can't have a certain amount of distortion. They need to be spoken directly. And one thing I was, one thing that came through me was that all of this is part of an ascension. All of the fighting, all of the, all sides of it are part of an ascension. So part of me, this is the hardest part of, of this conversation is, is me wanting to somehow say that evil belongs or evil has its, its purpose. That's such a difficult thing to say because at the same time, I know that when I see certain things done to vulnerable beings, my blood boils. One thing I want to understand, why do sociopaths and psychopaths and all these things, why do they exist among humanity? Okay, you know what? Give me a second. I'm going to include spirit in this because this is just something beyond me. So give me one moment.
this is okay. This is interesting. Um, I, I know we weren't necessarily aiming to go in this direction, but they're showing me the pyramids and they're showing me energy coming into the top of the pyramid and going down into the planet. This is very interesting. What I'm being brought to is the individuals in question. I feel like I'm holding a baby and I'm being asked, how would I feel towards this baby in my hands? Because part of me has <clears throat> like a, the judgmental aspect or the anger, or the hatred. Would I feel this way towards a baby? Um, I'm not sure where I'm being taken right now, but I'm being brought to the child, the, the innocence of the infant in the individuals that, well, it's kind of like, at what point do people deviate onto these paths where they start to do these things to others? Because it's, it's very, the contrast of holding that same individual as a baby and as I'm sitting here, it's almost like I see, it's not literally happening, but I'm seeing spirit highlight the keys on this keyboard that say Yeshua. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling his presence here. I almost want to say its presence here. Because what I'm being like explained is that like, th this Christ consciousness holds us like babies mm -hmm. and so what i'm what i'm feeling like is that i want to go there i want to go to that place where i can also embody this love for others it's like it's almost inviting me as i as i feel this energy closer to me it's almost saying like bring your consciousness over there take your consciousness to this place where you will experience the love for an innocent infant. So it's almost like I am being challenged to my, my mind, my human mind, mind is being challenged right now to these individuals that do these evil things to look at them in a different way. And this is not to dismiss or excuse, but it's another option. I'm being given another option in all that is that in my more human sort of myopic arrangement, I would not have tapped into. So I'm grateful that I asked, but this is not to, I'm not saying anyone else has to do this. I'm just saying that this is coming to me as another choice we have. The, the you're saying the forgiveness of the one who perpetrates the acts that we would define as evil or something else it, it's along those lines but i'm not even being asked to forgive them i'm just being asked to hold them in love the interesting thing about the way i feel right now is that i'm not being made to come to a conclusion except to feel love and what i'm being told is like the love is also for me and the forgiveness is also 
like this loving energy is also towards me. Mm -hmm. I am loving myself because I am not complete in, in making amends for things that I've done in this life, knowingly and unknowingly. But existing in this love is allowing me to just have love for myself, have love for everyone. And it's such a, it's such a peaceful break from feeling like I have to be in forward action as like being on a jury or doing something. Remember when we were talking about the space in between? Mm -hmm. I am brought back to that space in between where I don't have to do anything except just be love for this mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. And it's such a like a oh, like relief, sigh of relief to not have to do something. Because when we talk about this evil, I feel myself enter this mode where I'm almost like a warrior, where I'm almost like I have to be an activist towards the things that are happening. And that's a very familiar feeling, spending a lot of time in life trying to affect this change to to shift the planet into this more honest, fair, righteous place. But in the midst of all that are the things that I've done, that I've said to people that I've not had a chance to apologize for. But somehow that's not the point. Like, it's not the point. My highest, my highest form of, of existing, of serving of surrendering is not to be the warrior and the activist it's just to be the embodiment of love hmm. and maybe <coughs> excuse me maybe that seems like a cop-out maybe it seems like it's it's the hardest of... thing of all it's actually the hardest thing of all it's doing nothing it's like Yeshua says in A Course in Miracles, you need not do anything. Hmm. Just ask for help and let God do for you. That's the hardest thing, though. Maybe that's you being a warrior and you, you know that you're a warrior in that action. And so you're drawn to the warrior archetype. But the truth is you're a warrior in being in love. That's That's being a warrior. That's helping that quote-unquote evil to transmute and become a part of the, the whole i will hold more love going forward for you know what this there's interesting because as we're having this conversation i'm being shown the capacity of love the capacity expands the more you practice this mm -hmm. i'm seeing more like open up because it's it's like doing nothing, but it's also doing everything. Mm -hmm. And this is where we talk about Christ consciousness. It's like our capacity to hold Christ consciousness and be Christ consciousness is expanding the more we practice that. And it's almost like in its essence, it is love. It's just like I want to sit here in this feeling of love. And it's almost like uh, sitting in a power meditation. It's like, I want to expand this light and keep moving it out. And as I do that, it's for me as well. Mm -hmm. 
it's we we it's like we we set out to speak about evil but it's almost like i'm just being inundated with this love consciousness because it's almost like it's being there's like an override it's beautiful i i think maybe that's the that's the answer that's your answer yes there there is evil little ones but what there is more of is love and love will win <laughs> thank you Kristen. thank you joseph thank you so much for having this maybe my favorite conversation of all time until until the next one but this <laughs> yeah. this was a pretty good one um and uh until next time your uh just as a reminder your your website is jbramcreations.com j b r a m creations with a c and an s.com that's correct and i look forward to next time and to all of our listeners thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you next time mm -hmm.